Hello there. Wow, we're back. It feels like we've been gone for a while. It's been two weeks. Wow, there was a lot going on these past two weeks. You know, like this is the time of the year where, you know, you and your brother, you know, the end of the school year is coming and you got these concerts that you're participating in and class one. trips, that you was know. The last so, concert in my last trip. Yeah. So we, we've been gone for a little bit. It's but, over, Dad. Yeah, but we're back. We're back and we missed you. So thank you so much for joining us. This is Father Son Galaxy. Hopefully, um, you haven't forgotten who we are. But just in case you did, I am. You must have amnesia. Go see a doctor. <laughs> I am Kerwin. This is Keith. If you join us for the first time, welcome. All right. So this was, you know, we didn't plan it this way, but how appropriate, I believe. I didn't get a chance to check Disney Plus, but I think the Indiana Jones films are now available on Disney Plus, right? How cool is that? And we're going to talk about. So apparently Indiana they got some Jones. licensing for Indiana Jones, but not for my boy Spider Man. Oh, well, I'm sure they're working on that. I'm they got five out of the three movies on there for some reason. Everyone just kind of skips out on The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, they put they put the entire Toby trilogy, mm -hmm. and then they put The Amazing Spider-Man 1, Homecoming, mm -hmm. and Venom. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, it must be some kind of legal trouble that they're having. But we're here to talk about. Where's Carnage Far From Home and that last Indiana Jones. movie we're not talking about? Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. Yeah. Film that came out in 1981. Yes. Uh, so, as the story goes, this May 25th, 1977, right? That is the day that Star Wars, the original Star Wars, released. Mom's birthday. Yes, right. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were vacationing in Hawaii. And George wanted to just be away from the noise because he had no idea that Star Wars was going to be a hit. It was grueling filming this this movie, so he wanted to get away. He and, and and Spielberg. Turns out on that day, we as as we know now, Star Wars is a blockbuster. All right, um, everybody's going to see it. Lucas breathes a sigh of relief, and then he asks Spielberg, "Well, what are you going to do next?" And Spielberg said, "Well, you know, I always wanted to direct a Bond picture, a James Bond picture." Well, George said, well, you know what? I got something better than Bond. Does he have the license to Bond? No, he Does didn't. he have the license to kill? No, he did not, unfortunately. But George has something better. He said, well, I have an idea of this archaeologist who gets involved in these important artifacts and he gets um, caught up in the supernatural. And the name of the... Go ahead. Please, keep on. And the name of the character is... Dr. Afra. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's very good, Key. Very good. Yeah. Well, Dr. Afro, if it wasn't for, for Indy, there wouldn't be a Dr. Afro, you know? So um, so the name of the character was going to be Indiana Smith. And, uh, and, and Spielberg said, you know what? This is great. This this sounds imagine awesome. If, imagine if every villain addressed Indiana Jones as Mr. Smith. Yes, Dr. Smith. Doesn't Mr. have the Smith, same Mr. Smith. Doesn't Dr. have the Jones. same ring. Yeah, Dr. right. Jones just sounds so much better. Exactly. So Spielberg said, "It's so much more fun to say Doctor Jones when you're British." I agree. I agree. So Spielberg say it like a British dad. I can't. I can't do the British accent. He's like bought at this. Okay. So Spielberg agreed with you and said, "Well, I, I love everything about this idea except for the name. I don't like the name Indiana Smith." So George said, "Okay, well, all right. Well, why don't we do Indiana Jones?" And there you go. Where did he come up with Joe? I don't know. I guess that was an name that just popped in, in his head. I don't know. 
Anyway, Indiana. Okay. All right. Um, and by the way, Indiana is named after George Lucas's dog. Yes. The same dog yeah. that inspired Chewbacca. Exactly. Right. Right. It's a Malamute or a Malamute. I'm not they, sure how. It's... Why did they call Chewbacca Indiana? Well, that's a good question. I mean, that doesn't sound like a Star Wars name, doesn't it? Indiana. But yeah, no one knew so, what Star Wars was in 1977, Dad. Well, that's a good point, right? So, say it's a Star Wars name. so if you named the guy Indiana, it wouldn't really have made much of a difference. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess, you know, Chewbacca could have been Indiana. It Imagine if the comics not were as cool like, as, a, as Chewbacca, though. Imagine if the comics were Indiana and Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be confusing. So I By think the they way, did the right thing. Yes, Keith. There you go. Yeah, All right, your Lego. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's it. That's the story. And now we have uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark that came out in 1981. So we bought the Lego set uh, for the first movie. It's in the background. Yeah. And as the person who you was, move to the side. Yeah. as the person, I don't see it. Yeah, right there. as the person who was here around in 1981, um, I was very interested in some summer movies that that were coming out in '81. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was not one of them because I had no idea what this movie was about. All right. So back in 1981, there were two other movies that I was looking forward to seeing. One was Superman 2, right? The sequel. And the other one was For Your Eyes Only, which is a James Bond movie. Yeah. I'm a James Bond fan, right? Um, again, had no idea what Indiana Jones, who he was. Um, the only thing that, you know, got my attention was the poster, the awesome poster. Um, that came out with, uh, you know, you have this picture of Indy, you know, I, I didn't know that he was holding a bullwhip. I thought it was a, a, a nap, a backpack or a knapsack, but that's actually the bullwhip. That doesn't look like a knapsack. Yeah, it does. I thought he was maybe carrying something with his clothes. I don't know. But you know, what? <laughs> I don't know. What? Hey, I was, what? I was young. I, I didn't know. So what were you for? <laughs> So he's got a hat and he's got the you know the, the the leather jacket and he's got a satchel or whatever that goes across the shoulder. Um yeah, so this poster was just awesome. And this was um he's cool. Yeah, this was uh, designed by an artist named Richard Amsel. Um I, I love the poster so much I hung it up in my room. I had one of those, you know, that that poster in my bedroom at the time. So I went to see Raiders of the Lark Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. And to be honest with you, I don't remember the experience of going. I, I I know I went. I'm sure I saw it in Brooklyn because that's where I was living at the time. But I have no idea where I saw it, when I saw it, who did I see it with, nothing. So really it happened over time as I watched it over and over and over over the years that I grew to really love this movie. And it's a, it's a classic. All right. So... Um, and then, you know, I was, you know, had the pleasure of watching it with you for the first time. So what is, you know, tell me what your overall thoughts of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Honestly, Raiders was, it started off kind of slow and I'm like, mm -hmm. where is this going? And then the action picked up. And when I saw the second movie, I just loved it even more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you did. We already saw the, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And now we're on to Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, not yet. Not quite. Or no, we'll, we'll get there. What's the name of this next third the, the, the third one is The Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. The Last Crusade that had two crusades coming after it. Okay. All right. Let's stay on Raiders. Okay. All right. So and Now, this. And we know Harrison Ford. Uh, well, actually, you may or may not know.
Harrison Ford was not their first choice. George Lucas, Spielberg actually went with another actor Ooh. and his name was Tom Selleck. Um, if you were around at the time, you knew Tom Selleck was a big uh, television star. He had a, a, a TV series called Magnum P.I. Um, so here's what happened. So he actually screen tested for the role and got the part. But then the producers of Magnum P.I. said, well, hey, you're under contract. So you you can't do this movie because, you know, you got to right, stay within your contract. If you left, you know, he could have gotten sued or whatever. So he had to turn on the role. And then in comes Harrison Ford. Uh, Spielberg saw him in The Empire Strikes Back and said to George, that's Indiana Jones. And George said, well, no, I don't want Harrison Ford because that would be the third movie that he'd be doing for me. And I don't want him in every movie that I'm making. Uh, he, he, could pull, he could pull a Sam Raimi and just literally do that on purpose. Yeah, well, that's not what George wanted to do. He didn't want to use the same actor. You know, some directors are so comfortable with using the same actors in every film almost, you know, like Martin Scorsese, you know, you may not know who, who that is, but Robert De Niro appeared in, I don't know, 80%, 85% of, of, of Scorsese's films. So George didn't want that. So, okay. Uh, but uh, he gave in and realized that uh, Harrison Ford was the, the best man for the job. And here we are. All right. Okay. So we, do we have, Okay. All right. So we're going to continue and we are going to uh, talk about the first 15 minutes of the film, right? The first 15 minutes of the film, obviously, it just sets the tone for the rest of the movie. I mean, it's a very simple story to follow. All, you know, it's all, it's all about, Stealing an idol. you know, Indiana going after this artifact, it gets taken away and he goes after the person who takes it away and try to get that artifact back. That was the, that was it. That was the whole movie, you know. So every time he has something that he thought thought was valuable, it gets taken away by somebody else. Pretty much. Right. Okay. All right. Um, we could talk about the. Uh, let's talk about <gasps> the first. Uh, yeah, we talked about the first fifteen minutes. Let's talk about the cast. Uh, so we have Karen Allen who played Marion Ravenwood. Um, she was very good. You know, she was the lady who owned the bar. Um, when they first met, you know, what you know when you're watching a good movie, when you could tell like action, you know, you can tell a character by what they do. You know, tell them you know about who they are by their actions, what they say, and what they do. So remember when Indy walked into the bar, and you know she was, you know, oh, well, you know, I knew I see you come back into my you know establishment one day, and he's trying to have a conversation with her about this um, uh, piece of idol uh, that he's looking for. And she gives him this punch. It's like, how? It's like this. Uh, I <laughs> no, I don't uh, remember that. Okay. All right. I never heard a punch like that before. I mean, the sound effects were just amazing. And it's just something that has stayed with the, the indie films. That sure. That didn't hurt. <laughs> it looked like it did, but it, you know, uh, again, Ben. Probably uh, stage fight. Ben Burt, who is the sound designer for Star Wars, also designed um, the sound for Raiders, and that punch was just incredible. And that's the punch that you hear whenever there's a, a, a fist fight in any of the indie films. It's the same sound, that punchy sound. It's just wonderful. It's fantastic. All right. So, so we you have mean who else uses that punchy sound? Well, I mean, anytime Indy's like, like the uh, the guys 
from the Temple of Doom fight with the same intensity as Marion Ravenwood. Pretty much, yes. Right, yes, exactly. The punch so Marion hits with the force well, of an she's, adult she's, person uh, well, with exactly, that's, huge muscles. Well, that's that's what makes it so memorable, where she just, you didn't expect that she would just wind up and hit him like that, but it's just, that's her. You know, that tells us wow. about who she is. You know, she's she's tough, uh, she's smart, you know, she's a, you know, she- She you know, knocked him out. Yeah, she's an entrepreneur, you know, she owns this this bar. Um, so it was pretty cool. That was a great introduction. So Karen Allen. Okay, Q and A. Let's let's see who we have. All right, Charlie. Hi for this. Thank you, Charlie, for joining 100%. us. Yeah, yes, talk about it. Yes. And popping the popcorn, Katie. Hi, friends. I'm excited for this stream. One of my favorite movies. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alex. Hey, guys. Looking forward to chatting with you both. Hope you both are having a great day. We are having a great day. We're. We're glad to just be back. I know we've been gone for a little bit. So this is this is fun to talk about Raiders. Yeah. So again, you know, talking about uh ha! okay. Uh, I missed it. Okay, Alex. I forgot. Who are <laughs> right, yeah. Who are we? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about the first 15 minutes. So you know, everything that you saw in 15 minutes of the movie is what takes place throughout the entire movie. So this was fun. Whenever you see scenes, whenever they show you scenes of indie, you know, on TV, or if you've seen clips of the movie, one of the iconic moments you see is when he is kneeling down at that idol. There's this idol that he's trying to go after. That's the one that he's staring at. Oh, he and swaps. Like, right, and he swaps it with the, the, the bag of sand, you know, to, you know, make sure that the weight matches up. Um, and then, of course, it doesn't. And you know, you got these booby traps, and, and the darts come out. Trying to steal the idol, right? So Tipo ended up getting. Um, let's just say he uh, had a wrestling match with some spikes and yeah. lost. Yeah, he he thought he can get away with the idol, and he did not. So, by the way, do you know who plays Satipo? Yes, Doc Ock. Ah, uh, uh, you knew that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Unironically, a man with four arms got impaled by them. Alf, Alfred Molina. I think that was his first. <laughs> movie role right that was way back yeah so then of course you got the boulder then that's another iconic scene that you that you are always seeing on the tv or whatever in a clip that boulder scene was awesome and the, the rolling the rumbling sound um so the first 15 minutes is awesome all right let's go through the rest of the cast so now we have um marcus brody who is like um uh, Indy's confidant, you know, consigliere or whatever, you know, the Consig one. What? Consigliere. It's a it's a term from the Godfather. So he's a con. Uh, he's somebody who French. Somebody who Indy can confide in. You know, like he's a uh, very smart. He's a confidant. Yes. Yes. Okay. He is a college professor, just like Indy. And you know, when the two gentlemen from the United States government came in and started asking about the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, what is it about? You know, why is it so valuable? And you have Marcus and, and Indy going through, you know, going taking them to Sunday school and telling them about what the ark represents. Um, so that's um, played by Denham Elliott, is his name, Denham Elliott. Okay. And then we have Sala, uh, who is played by John Race Davies. You know, Sala is the man who, in Cairo who the is help, yes, right, helping Indy find the ark. Oh, and yeah. Then, I remember the monkey? And he's like, 
Don't eat that. That's right. He's, That's bad fruit. Bad dates. The monkey's dead. And the monkey, right, exactly. So the monkey saved Indy's life. Yeah. And then let's talk about the villain. So Paul Freeman. So he was the, the villain in white. Usually in a movie, the villain wears black, and we have that type of villain. But this guy was just so cool, right? You know, he just seemed like he just stepped out of a, I don't know, a GQ magazine or something. He wore the hat, the fedora, just like Indy. He wore an all-white suit, you know, like he had a white shirt Kingpin. and a jacket. Yeah, I guess like 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 Kingpin. Um, and I, I was wondering, like, why is he wearing white, you know? But that's because he's not doing any of the dirty work. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't have to get his suit dirty because he's not doing he's anything. He's, he's the really he wears yeah. white because all the dirt just he doesn't get. He doesn't end up in the dirt, so he can wear whatever he wants. Exactly right. So he has other people doing the work for him. Indiana Jones, for example, because Indiana Jones, you know, he's wearing these earthy colors, brown and you know, Tan. yeah, the you know the the color of dirt because he's the one that's always getting dirty. You know? He's the archaeologist. Right. He's the one with the shovels. He's he's digging. the one that's digging for the artifact, and once he gets it, and then here comes Belloc to come in and just swipe it, and then you know, on to the chase. Yeah, he took the check and bounced. Yes, he did. He took the check and bounced. I like that. That was pretty good. So the so speaking of the man in black, the other villain, uh, Tot. Um, he's the one with the glasses, the round oh, ring yeah. glasses, and the black hat and the black. And the black suit, you know, very, very, very creepy looking. Yeah, right. He was the one that uh, burned his hand uh, on the uh, the staff of raw, or, or no, not the staff of raw, but actually the, the 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 piece that goes on top of the staff. Whatever this, whatever this man did, yeah, he permanently burned his hands. Yes, he did. Like, he did. He did. He he did. So that's not going away. All right. So let's talk about some more iconic scenes you know like what makes this movie so great and a classic right because there's just so many it makes up there there's so many moments in the movie that makes up this one big giant adventure that it it's just it keeps your attention from beginning like to end there's a lot of explosion you know we talk about the basket case or the basket game where you know Indy is looking for for Marion and he doesn't know which basket she's in. So let me know what you think out there. You know, if you have a favorite scene in the movie, you know, what's your what's your favorite moment? Remember when the they film? melted? Yeah, we're that's at the end. We're gonna get to the end. That yeah. was a good moment. That was a good moment. Yeah, we're actually gonna talk about that. Another iconic scene is uh, one of my favorites um, is when Indy and Marion were able to get out of that well. You remember they were trapped in a well? Yep. And you know, there were snakes all over the place. That's what that set's about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Indy found a way to 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 break open one of the walls and he got out. Using a statue, right? He's using a statue, right. And then That's the set. they're looking to escape on a plane, right? So there's a plane on the runway, and Indy goes after the pilot. And once again, just like what the movie's about. Indy is trying to go after something, and he's got these obstacles that are getting in the way of getting what he needs, right? So he wants to go take over the plane. So he wants to knock out the pilot, which he doesn't get to because you got this big dude that just comes out of nowhere, say, hey, you want to fight? You know, he didn't really say that, but then you got another fist fight. And uh, so Marion tries to help. She knocks out the pilot, and then she gets locked in the cockpit. And then things just, you know, 
is like a boulder. Like it just keeps growing and growing the problems that are, yes. that are happening. I, just, like I, I love that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, you know, okay. Now he's got to deal with this. This big, movie sounds like one big metaphor in retrospect. Yeah. It, it, he, you know, he's got to deal with this big dude coming after him while the plane is turning and the wing hits an oil tank. Okay. Another problem. Um, and you know, of course, oil, you know, there's going to be an explosion at some point. It's also slippery. Right. And you know, Marion has no idea that there's oil on the ground. So she's firing from the, uh, the, the (laughs) firing from the, from the, from the cockpit and that sparks a fire and, and and Indy's still getting pummeled and he's trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And of course, finally they do get out of it. But I I just love the, the entire scene, how it was created, how it was shot. The music was fantastic. We'll talk more about the music. Um, But that's one of my favorite iconic scenes. So let me know if you have any uh, favorite moments in the film. All right. Um, So we'll just keep going if there are no Q&A. Okay. So then next iconic scene. This is actually my second favorite. All right. This is the, the truck chase. Now, this was awesome. So now, like I said, in these after the arc, he gets the arc. The Ark gets gets taken away by Belloc. So now he has to follow the Ark to get it back, right? So the Ark is placed on this truck. So what does Indy do? He finds a horse (laughs) to to run after the truck. You know, usually trucks are faster than horses. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway. Yeah, you're you're talking about the same man who rode a horse through a subway? Yeah, well, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, so he runs after the the truck, and of course he jumps on the truck, and he's knocking out these dudes that are on the truck, and you know just when you think he's, you know, knocked out all of the goons, there's one left who comes in through the window and throws Indy out the window, and he hangs on to the 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 hood ornament, the the Mercedes hood ornament. Then he falls underneath, and then you see him going underneath the truck. And grabs his whip and comes out from the back and spins around. This is it's, it's <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's like a western. Indiana you know? Jones defying gravity. Yeah, I mean, it's larger than life. You know, and it doesn't matter that you know. Okay, well, this doesn't happen in real life. You know, this is ridiculous. Of course not. Yeah, but it's awesome to see, and, and the music sells it. You know, and you got the theme going and the music. That's like a maybe a seven minute segment of the film. That's all music and action. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that's another iconic scene. All right. Yay. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I will move on to the next iconic scene, which I, to me is also pretty cool because of the music. So if you notice in the film, the, the Raiders March, the indie theme doesn't play throughout, right? They only play like, maybe like the first few minutes of it. Dun, 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 they play dun, it dun, at dun, the dun, heroic dun. moments right. when Indy earns his own theme back. Right. But for a short time before it's taken away for another few years. Yeah. Well, there was one moment where he actually, where, uh, you know, you heard the theme played from beginning to end, right? Right before the the, the, the B part, like then, you know, like, you know, all right. So that was when um, Indy jumped on the submarine. So, um, when yes, right. So the scene when Indy, you know, took the boat and we're going to travel with the Ark to another location. 
But then the, the, the Nazis and their submarines showed up and once again took the Ark back. And then Indy had to go back after the Ark. So he Whoa. jumped on. So when the captain of the boat was asking, well, does anybody know where, where, where Jones is? Where is he? And then one of the, 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 the crewmen say, oh, there he is over there. And then you hear the heroic music play. You know, it plays throughout. So that was pretty cool when he jumps on the, the submarine and he goes after the Ark. Once again, you know, that's a lot of swimming to do in those deep waters. But, yeah. you know, it's, the music sells it. You know, the music was so important in this film. All right. So we got Q&A. Okay. Wow. They almost went with Tom Selleck. Imagine Indiana Jones with a mustache. Yeah. Oh. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually watching a documentary where... Selleck did a screen test. He was actually pretty good. I mean, he's not, he wouldn't have been the same Indiana Jones as Harrison Ford, but I think he still would have been, no, you're right. But I think he would have made a great indie, you know, but he did, have, he did have the mustache, you know, he was still, um, you know, he had on the fedora and he had the jacket on. So I, I thought he did pretty good, but anyway, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So let's, okay. <laughs> Charlie, yet again. Yet again. Yes. One of. Go ahead. John Williams doing another masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's to me one of I obviously maybe one of my top ten favorite John Williams scores. Raiders of the Lost Ark, wonderful. Yeah, he does a lot. Charlie, the classic pistol of the whip moment where the bad guy swings his sword and Indy just turns and boom. Yes, right. Yeah, I tell this. I yeah. tell this all the time. Mm -hmm. That was ad lib because Harrison Ford was yeah. sick and he didn't want to do this entire sword fight. That's supposed to be like the climactic battle of the movie, but he didn't want to, so he just shot the guy and walked away. Yeah, yeah, I heard the same thing. Like he wasn't feeling well, and they wanted to just get this shoot over with, and someone recommended well just. <laughs> Just shoot him, Indy, and that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. You know, bad guy 101. If you don't feel well and you don't want to fight somebody, just shoot them. Okay. All right. Well, that coming from an 11-year-old. In movies. Only in the movies. When you're fighting a bad guy. Only dad. in the movies, everyone. Only in the movies. Okay, all right. Oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're talking about Raiders, all right? Only in the movie. So I can see somebody taking that clip. <laughs> Somebody's going to take that out of context. Yeah, right. It's like... <laughs> this is like, year old like someone just shoot most them. violence. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be all over YouTube. Like, yeah, right. like, if you don't like somebody, just shoot them. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's this quote. All right, so that's gonna be on my headstone. <laughs> no, well, you're going too far. All right, the visual effects you just mentioned about the visual effects. Yeah. We talk, let's talk about that. What was I saying? Well, you mentioned that you thought they were pretty cool. Oh, yeah, now okay, like when the Nazis blew up. Well, okay, yes, right. So, um, so of course, the idea is of this arc, we had no idea what was in the arc. You know, we were told that the, the Ten Commandments, you know that Moses carried were actually in the ark, but we didn't know that. Um, but we got warnings from Brody as Sala saying, you know, no one's has seen this ark. It, it should not be right. It should not be disturbed. You know, it's not for man to actually know what's inside. But of course, you know, these are the Nazis and they feel that whatever's inside might make them very powerful. 
So well, that's why really. they, they well could've. they that's what they thought. Melted. Right. But I'm melting. Melting. But Indy was also interested, curious as to what was inside. So, you know, they both both sides wanted this arc. All right, for whatever reason, this arc was valuable to to both Indy and the Nazis. Okay. So now we get to the end where the Nazis have the arc. Indy threatens to blow up the ark, <laughs> but uh, uh, Belloc calls his bluff and said, "Okay, well, you know, you want us to, you want to know just as much as I do. Uh, you want to know what's inside this ark just as much as I do." All right, and he was right. It was bettering that the Nazis stole the ark because you know Indy would have kind of melted, and the entire franchise would have been over. That's true. That's right, and it would not have been <laughs> a sequel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, there point. wouldn't have been a last crusade that wasn't really a last crusade, right? So now, so now we get to the end, right? Where we actually now get to see what is inside the ark, right? And again, nobody knew what was going to be in there. You know, I'm seeing it for the first time in 1981. Um, I was, I had no idea what was going to be in there, and when they open it up. You know, so far, everything looked pretty cool. You know, you saw the angels, the ghosts flying around. It looked beautiful. It looked incredible. Like, wow, like, oh, what is this? What is this? This is interesting. Great. And then all of a sudden, you know, things turn dark. And then fire, fire shoots out. And and then it, at that time, I, you know, I'm not a gore person. You know, I don't like horror films. I don't like graphic violence. Nobody does. And this would be considered graphic for that time, but I wasn't really turned off by it. You know, I actually thought it was cool. I don't know if, you know, I guess I could say that, right? I mean, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a teenager at the time and I'm thinking I'm seeing something on the screen that I've never seen before. Like this guy's face just melts off the bones and, you know, the other guy, his face just gets scrunched in and, the other one explodes now. And by the way, so Belloc is the, the guy who had his head explode. It took me years to realize that's exactly what happened to him. Because, you know, you see there's so much fire in the foreground. I couldn't tell what was going on. I don't know if he was getting burned alive or what was happening. But I really couldn't tell. There was a boom. And, you know. His... I couldn't either. Okay. But well, how did you know his face exploded? I knew one of the face melted. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, yeah. So the same thing. Like when I saw it, you have to watch it more than once to catch. Yes, you have to watch the most graphic scene of the movie over and over <laughs> yeah. to realize yeah. the gore in it. Yeah, I. It was just interesting, but wow, I could. Oh, by ooh. the way, I need to talk to you after the stream. Sure, no problem. I, I'm saying to myself, wow, uh, did that really happen? The guy just exploded. Okay, all right. Q and A. What do we have? All right. Then Indiana had a good idea. Shut your eyes, Marion. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Don't look, Marion. Yeah. Yeah. The SSW Network. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello Thank there. You. Speaking right. of which, the second movie, it's called like Obi-Wan's Cantina, that place. Yes, that, right. Um, that um, indie and the, uh, the dudes exit from. Yeah. You know, I could tell that you actually like Temple of Doom maybe a little bit more than Raiders. I do. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get to that next week. I, yeah. think, it was, I think it was actually cooler. Yeah, okay. Short round. He was like the MVP of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, I can't wait to talk about. Short that. round was the best. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's wrap up Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. So let's talk about all right what this movie is. Its legacy forty years later. So of course, it's 
critically acclaimed. Um, if you look at eight Academy Award nominations, yeah. If you look at some of these uh, greatest uh, greatest movies of all time lists, it is there. It's considered one of the best films ever made by a lot of critics. Um, let's talk about the Academy Awards. So it won. Uh, it was nominated best for picture, eight best Academy director, Awards. Best cinematography, best art direction, so set direction, best mm -hmm. sound, best film editing, best visual effects, best original sport score, and the special achievement award for sound effects. Editing. Right. Okay. And then it won five Academy Awards. So it won for best art direction, best sound, best film editing, best visual effects, and then a special achievement award for the visual effects. For I'm sorry, for the sound effects editing. Again, because of the punch. And you know. And that was the, the 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 sound effects was just incredible. And that movie was preserved in the Library of Congress for the National Film Registry in 1999. Yes. Took longer for took longer for Return of the Jedi to be registered. That's true. That's true. But it surprises me because Return of the Jedi came first. Well, Raiders came out in '81. Oh yeah. Right. Never then, mind. Yeah, two years later. But you're right. ROTJ was 1983. So. But you're right. I mean, it did take Return of the Jedi longer to get to the Library of Congress. But, uh, you know, again, Raiders was this instant classic when it came out. So, you know, like, look at the you know, the Academy Awards that it won at the time and people still talking about it. Um, you know, filmmakers to this day uh, say it's such an influential movie. Do for they them. put TV shows in there? In the Library of Congress, I mean, that's a very good question. I don't know. I, I, think I hope they'll put Stranger Things up there. Well, how about that? Yeah, Wait. I don't know. I'll have to go. I'll have to go back and take a look and see if they uh, include but TV shows. In there. Why are they collecting these? The films. Why are they collecting the films? Yeah. Why are they collecting them? You know what? We're, look at. Let's do more research on that. But I understand that what they're like, doing. What the, it, it, when World War Three breaks out, are the people in Congress just going to be streaming movies? Well. Film when they were when they made movies back in the day they were made on film, and film tends over time to deteriorate, right? Mm -hmm. like so yes, right. So these films that are in the Library of Congress. They're guaranteed to never uh, go out of style. Um, how? How do they freeze these things? I, I do they put them in cryo freeze. Well, you know what? Well, maybe we need to interview somebody. Or it's just like shelves of VHS tapes. Gathering dust. We'll, we'll have to talk to somebody who works for the Library of Congress to find out exactly what they do to preserve. But hey, that's just a theory. All film theory. <laughs> well, there you have it, everyone. Please All come right. on our show, Matt, Pat. Okay. All right. Well, I got to reach out to him as well. All right. Q&A. So what do we have? Pretty sure it's a Star Wars fan. Yes. All right. SSW. Hoping to each catch you on Saturdays. Oh, wow. Will we see you? Will you see us on Sunday? Wait, you're going to be at Fan Expo? Yeah, please let us know when you're going to What be time? We'll be there. Never mind. Book a hotel. Yes, let us know when Let us know when you'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll catch up. Yeah, we'll meet in person. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Alex, is it official that Star Wars is the same universe as Indiana Jones? Nah. Indiana Jones takes so. place on Earth. Yeah. They, I, they couldn't link them. The well, I think oh. I think I know the reason why Alex, Alex is asking this question is because, like you just said, you saw Club Obi Wan in an Indiana Jones film, right? Yeah. So could it be possible that they are in the same universe? No, 
I mean, I know how Grubhub did the thing with Jimmy Neutron and right. Apparently Odd Parents, where yeah. they linked them all and created Grubhub lore. But um, yeah, that's not gonna. I don't think that works, especially because Indiana Jones is so grounded in Earth. Like, if you think about it, everything that they have in the Indiana Jones movies would work in Star Wars. Like the fact that it's a bunch of humans concentrated on the same planet. The technology they use is for this movie literally takes place in 1936. Yes, correct. It's not, they don't have it in galactic numbers. Yeah. Like um, 52 BBY or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Alice was just trying to, you know, make the connection between. Yeah, there's not necessarily connections. I think it's just like. That George Lucas wanted to include stuff from his stuff and other stuff that he made. Yeah. Some stuff. Right. Well, they do that to each other's movies, right? Like in E.T., Spielberg included Yoda. You remember that? E.T. Halloween? Well, I'm talking about the Halloween scene. I don't know if you remember that, but when E.T. was dressed as a ghost. Oh, okay. Well, you're looking at me like you. Okay. So you do remember. E.T. Anyway. If E.T. was evil. Do they Cairo freeze? Mr. Freeze has joined the chat. Cryo. What did I say? Cairo? <laughs> Cryo freeze. We're talking about Cairo here. We're talking no. about freezing things. Okay. All right. Mr. Freeze has joined the chat. Okay. You're on Sunday at 1.30. I think we can make that. Yeah. I think we can make that. No? Yeah. Okay. I think we could. Okay. All right. All right. So, Charlie, I will be at the Fan Expo in Colorado. Nice. Hope you all have fun at that fan expo. Yeah, There's yeah. There's one I, in Colorado. They have it all over the country. I mean, I don't know all yeah. the locations. Yeah, but you know, uh, I mean, we're gonna be all over the war. All over the, 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 the what do you call this place? The nation this year. We hope so. We're not. We're not gonna make it to every location. Like Chicago, Illinois, yeah. San Francisco, Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, SSW says you can see C3PO and R2 when they get the <laughs> and hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Of course you can. Well, you know, now now listen to this. Like I said, well, you know, what we said earlier, they brought in Dr. Afra, who's an archaeologist into Star Wars, right? And that would not have happened if it wasn't for Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's nice. All right. So, you know, speaking of, okay, Alex, all over the world, Father Son Multiverse. Ooh, yes, actually, um, in my room, I store a uh, multi dimensional portal generator, which I can just like, just slap on my wrist and I can be like Dr. Strange. And do you go in the portal? Have yeah. you ever gone to a, what is, I have. Tell me what is on the other side of the portal. Well, actually, I once met Doctor Strange on the other side of the right. portal. Well, how come you didn't tell me you had a portal so I can go with you? Uh, nah. Oh, okay. All right. No, so we'll we'll take a portal trip after this. Let's, it's like that, huh? You want to okay. you want to go visit Spider Man, fix his universe? Not really, no. Unless you're afraid, because I might mess something up. Right. <laughs> I, I might mess something up. Yeah. That's a quote from Multiverse of Madness. I might make rewatch the movie. Make things worse, or don't. All right. Speaking of the Fan Expo, so yes, we wanted to uh, remind you that this Saturday we will be at the Fan Expo. All right. So we will be there on Saturday, June third. All right, at three p.m. Eastern time on the Creator Stage. So if you are in the area, if you can make it, tickets are still available. Come on Tickets out. on sale now. Tickets are still available, so if you're if you're in the area, come on out and see us. Uh, we'll also have a table as well. So after we presented, um, 
come up and say hello, you know, just meet mm-hmm. us in person, just talk about who you are yes. and, you know, like just start up a conversation. Yes, yes. Looking forward to it. And again, you know, you don't need to just come there to see us. I mean, there's so many other people that are going to be there. So listen to this list. Oh, all right. right. Starting with Hayden Christensen. Yes. And then, you, got Hayden, you want to alternate? Okay, sure. Hayden right. Christensen. Katie Sackhoff. Giancarlo Esposito. Zachary Levy. Charlie Cox. Vincent Nonofrio. Christina Ritchie. Henry Winkler. John Berthel. Sam Rainey. Sean Astin. The cast of Back to the Future. Cast of Smallville. Stephen ML and Emily Britt Rickards from Arrow. Joseph Quinn and Grace Van Dien from Stranger Things. And Peter Weller. Robocop himself will be at the That's from like 2008. No, Robocop is is early 80s. Uh, He's, I've seen Robocop. Maybe your mom has seen it too. It's, Robocop was something else. It, was, it, was it good? It was. It was, was something else in a good way? Well, it, it is, but you know, you might just said that I don't like gore. <laughs> I forgot I saw that movie. That was that was a graphic film. So that was an R rated film back in the day. But uh, it was, it was, it's a legendary film. It's a cult classic. Um, what? It's a, well, people, it's not a big Excuse film. Excuse me? A cult Classic. Have you never heard that term before? No. Seriously. Okay. What do you mean? Well, I'm going to explain it to you. So, you know, it's. Do cults play this film as an initiation? It's not thing? considered a big film that a lot of people have seen. It's not considered a classic like like a, a, a Raiders of the Lost Ark, but people, the people who have seen it, love it. You know, um, you know, it's it's very violent. Okay, let me just say that. All right, it's, it's very violent. I'm gonna it's, look up the parrot. Guys yeah, you can go ahead and look up information about it, but uh, you'd have to wait until you're much older to see it. So, yes, the Fonz will be there, Alex. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, so next week we will talk about the next Indiana Jones film, which sounds like it's going to be so far your favorite, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So. Please come back next Wednesday and we will go over that movie. Very different movie from yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't wait for the father and son duo that is The Last Crusade. Yeah, right. Yeah, we still have to watch that, um, but we will. And we also have The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And by the time The Dial of Destiny comes out, we will see. I think all we've tied this perfectly because there's yeah. about four weeks until the movie comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus yeah. is going to be that? packed, man. We got to cross the Spider Verse. We got a lot. We got, uh, a lot of movies in June. We got Dial of Destiny. Mm-hmm. We got Elemental. Mm-hmm. You're going to say another movie, but you don't want to say the name. What? Oh, I thought you were going to say Flash. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, Flash. We don't, we don't cover DC here. All right. That's That was thinking of being treasonous and, and sneaking out to see this movie. It's not treason. I just want... I. It looks good to me. So it looks to like borrow a good from movie. Charlie Thud. I will not stand for this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> All right. So I we, wouldn't. Okay. And Tickets then, are like a dollar times twenty. Oh, see, you didn't get that joke because that that was in the movie Robocop. Yeah. All right. So can we talk about tomorrow's live stream? We have a live stream for tomorrow. We're you know we're back with Chris you know, Ryan. We're not just back. Yeah, we're back. Back. Okay. So tomorrow we're gonna be. <laughs> We're going to be talking uh, Star Wars, Marvel Comics, The Hidden Empire. All right. And if you recall, this is the third. Ryan's is now spelled with an S. Okay. This is the third chapter of the, the Kira 
saga. All right. So the Hidden Empire. Are, are Why don't they just give her a movie? Why not? Look, let's talk let's about that. When, we, when, when Chris is on tomorrow, Uncle Chris will talk about, hey, Uncle Chris, maybe he can pull some strings. Ooh. You know, we need to get a Kira movie. But anyway, you know, so. You know how Chris I Reynolds. want butter cookies in Star Wars? Yes. You always if, talk about What if, cookies. like, I made my own visions short and, like, I put butter cookies in it? You do whatever you want. I mean, that is if Star Wars, like, taps me to do this for them. Oh, so this will be an official film for yeah, Lucasfilm? Yeah, I hope so. Okay, all right. Well, I want to put butter cookies in You want to put butter cookies? Oh, okay, so that would be something that that would be a, a delicacy that we would see in Star Wars, butter cookies. Yeah. Okay, we can suggest that. Hopefully, I can make my short canon. Right, so and you can provide a recipe for the butter cookies that will be used in Star Wars. How about that? All right. All right, so- Made this. by mom. Check us out on Thursday. All right, Chris Ryan's from Baraxin. We can't wait for that one. All right, Keith, where can people find us? Well, you can find us wherever you like to listen to us. I just recently downloaded Spotify and found that my face is on there. So check us out there. Okay. Socials are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website, fathersandgalaxy.com. Our merch store is fathersandgalaxy.com. Dot com slash the way no fathers on galaxy dot Yes. Patreon page patreon.com slash fathers on galaxy. And please check out our what was I saying? <laughs> our channel. Yeah, okay. our channel. YouTube. We're on a race to a thousand subs. Race to one thousand. Yes, absolutely. Check it out. We can still and do for it. For every subscribe every subscriber, I will get one butter cookie. And we will fill ourselves eating them. So we're looking for well, how many? Like uh, ninety-six subscribers. All right, between now and the end of June to get to a yeah, thousand. For every ten so subs, that's, that's a butter cookie. Oh, okay, good. All right, that's better. Yeah, for that's every ten subs. Ninety-six butter cookies is a lot. Okay. All right. So thank you, everyone. We're back. You know, like we I said, we're, we, we 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 love doing this. We miss talking to you. So we're glad that you're able to join us. Um, you know, if you didn't join us tonight, you can always listen to us or watch us whenever you, you, you want to. All right. Hey, Any final Q&A? Yes. I'm Batman. First there's blue milk. Now there's butter cookies. That's right, Alice. We're going to make it happen. Butter cookies in Star Wars, right? Yes. Hashtag, Hashtag butter, butter cookies. cookies in Star Wars. There I put out a tweet that. for that. Yeah. And Kanto, Father Sun Galaxy version. We don't talk about DC. <laughs> no offense to DC. Look. Hey, they may make uh, a, they well, may make I a, mean, a limited amount of offense. Yes. They 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 may make a great flash movie. So uh Charlie, please, yes. I've been waiting you know what's for a ironic? Film. Yes, Keith. Flash basically screws up the universe in this movie. Okay. And what? then teams up with his double mm -hmm. and one of the best Batman to, yeah. to fix it. Yeah, that's what and 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 Supergirl. Yes. Yeah, that's but it's not Arrowverse Supergirl. It's screwed up reality. Okay. Supergirl. All right. Well, you haven't even seen a movie. No, it's so. screwed up reality Batman, screwed up reality Flash, and screwed up reality Supergirl well, teaming up with the man who screwed up the reality in the first place, yeah. Barry Allen. Okay. Well, you great movie, June 19th. <laughs> you'll never know because you're not interested in seeing the Flash. Right there, you go. All and right, so here we go. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern in there that would be a holler. All right, everyone. So we will be back tomorrow once way. again, and we'll see you again on Wednesday, next Wednesday, for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Thursday. Yes, I said that already. Yes, so we'll see you again tomorrow. I'm sorry, I've been missing so many beats. Today. That's okay. All right, so until tomorrow, take care, and we will see you again. Bah, 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 bah.
Bye.